You are listening to Dad Bods Podcast. Enjoy and remember to always cash tickets. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Dad Bods episode 30. Oh, sorry. Episode 29. I jumped 29. the gun. 29. One more week for the big I was, 30th. I was, thinking today, I was thinking today, I was walking around the house and was like, man, we're like on episode 30. How crazy is that? So subliminally, I, I got the episode wrong. You're but ready. it's episode 29. You're hearing this on a Wednesday. Actually, it'll be released on a Thursday, right? Is tomorrow Wednesday? Okay, so if, if you guys could see I'm just my letting screen, you work this if you, out. If you guys could see... <laughs> I feel like I have COVID brain right now. I cannot think. <laughs> Do you want to... Should we, should we edit this out? We'll edit this in post. No, no, this is perfect. We don't need yeah. to edit this out. Yeah. Um, I, I cannot think. I couldn't do time zones earlier. This cold is kicking me in the ass. Are you bouncing back? Is it finally kicked? Yes, this is my last day. Tomorrow I'm back to normal. I'm telling myself oh, back man. to normal. You got to think po- a lot of it's positive vibes, positive vibes, positive energy. Mind Today was matter. the first day I could hop back on like the, the stationary bike and like get a sweat in without just like getting dizzy and falling off of it. Oh, so. Yeah, um, episode 29. 29. Coming in, coming uh, in hot. On a Wednesday. Bit scattered. On Wednesday. And it, it, is kind of, it is kind of weird uh, to try to remember what day it is right now yeah. to me. Yeah. Every no. day still feels the same. Yeah. Over here. Except the weekends. Yeah. Because that's when the dads get after it. Seltzer. Our, body, our body knows. Oh, speaking of, I brought a couple seltzers in. So Did you? Gonna, I'm going to go ahead and gonna, crack one. Yeah, crack one. Give it, get it close to the mic so that people can hear it. Hopefully that came across well. It's a busy wow. today. Have you, have you tried the Vizzies before? I haven't had the Vizzies. Um, I've seen the Vizzies. This is the uh, blueberry pomegranate, and it yeah, has that, vitamin, that's a nice combo. It has vitamin C, so that should that's the that should, reason. I mean, that should kick this. Yeah. yeah, it should kick yep. kick it up. Yeah, I think you'll be feeling better halfway through this this mm-hmm. intro. So next, we're gonna have Smitty on. He uh, is on the Rangers, and I kind of. Uh, trashed his pick a second ago without realizing he was on the Rangers because I am on the Rangers too, and they annoy the absolute hell out of me because they cannot keep a lead. What do we got? We got the third period coming in, so you can get some some comebacks. Maybe maybe I'll live bet it to jump on the train. I'm also worried about a possible MLB strike. It's problematic. Have you heard anything about that? I have not. This is news to me. Is this Jeff Passan um, reporting? He's the only one I trust. I, I don't know. I think there's all just I know bad. is the I, go ahead. The Yankees, the Yankees are trading to the Red Sox, which is which is also problematic. <laughs> I, I don't know why we're giving you guys relievers for players to be named later in cash. So, well, the good news is that there's no baseball season. At least we'll have um, MLB simulations to bet. That's true. Over. And I have Glad a system. Over. I have a system ready for that. So what's the system? Actually, it's over? actually probably more profitable. Yeah, just bet the over literally every game and just chase it because <laughs> I mean, you won't, no joke. it won't go wrong. No, yeah. I mean, yeah. what was that run during the we joked about oh it God. early on in these podcasts, but you were up big. Yeah, big. Bigly. Bigly. Huge. Huge. Yeah. So, so we're gonna Smitty. do some some more hockey talk with Smitty, which will be a recurring thing throughout the season as it ebbs and flows, a little good, bad, and ugly, which we'll get into. Yeah. First two weeks, we're two weeks into the season. So um, I kind of thought this was a good point to bring him in just to see how, kind of what he thought versus uh, 
you know, how last year was versus how this year was. And if he expected anything to happen or change with some of these teams, for me, it's hard to evaluate everybody until they've kind of played everybody in that division. So I'll see what, I'm right. going to see what he thinks about that. Get through the round robin um, a little bit. And then we've got Mr. John Ryan after that. A little Super Bowl look ahead chatter. Some early yes. stuff. We're going to be doing a lot of Super Bowl over the next two weeks, as is everyone. Yeah. And uh, we close out with uh, oh, the best. a really. <laughs> okay. So um, we're watching The Bachelor because we're dads. And that's what dads do. Right. Because, you know, you have to keep mama happy. And let's be honest, we kind of like it a little bit, maybe. You're not hey, in your head. I, I, I get into it. Get into uh, it. It's good. It's, it's it's great to have on yeah, in the background. Is. Am I completely dialed in, invested every single week? No. I like. But I'm the, aware. I'm aware. I think I like the Bachelor better than the Bachelorette, just because of the, you know, there's more females to yeah. observe. Is that is that a nice way to put it? <laughs> um, but anyway, no, co- no so comment. no comment. Um, nobody's around looking. Um, <laughs> But so, yeah, we're going to talk to some bachelor with guns who does not watch, but we're going to kind of go blow by blow on what happened to this week's of the bachelor. It was a good episode. episode. It really was. It's a perfect episode for us to start this. And the segment's going to be called uh, guns and roses guns, talking the bachelor Uh, was a brainstorm of mine. What could, what could possibly go wrong? Yes. So make sure to stick around. That'll be the last segment. Stick around yeah. for the end of that. Future guest, um, Chris, Chris Harrison, I believe will be uh, uh, participating. Who used to do news in Oklahoma city, by the way. Really? I didn't know yeah. he was that. Is that where he's, he's, is he from that area or that was later on in his career? I don't I have to look it up again. Stud, stud golfer. Did you know that? Yeah. No, yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. Let's yeah. Google, give that a Google. He, uh, he gets after it on the course. You know what? I'll, I'll Google that. Yeah. Um, Oh, speaking of golf, did you see the, 2022 PGA is coming to Tulsa. Ooh, is that going to be the yeah. uh, Dad Bods giveaway? Future Dad Bods giveaway. Ooh, so that I was thinking of a Dad Bods live show from um, from Southern Hills. So yeah. they pulled it from Trump's course. It's going to um, keep happening, I think. And um, they, the Southern Hills, won. it'll be their eighth major. So it's not a new. It's a it's a great course. It's one of the top 50 courses in the country. But when was the last time they had something? Um, the US Open a couple years ago, or it's been like 2000, like early 2000s. It's been a while. They're having a PGA, a senior PGA this May, which I'm signed up right now. I'm signed up to volunteer for and work the second hole. I had a buddy who was supposed to do uh, the latest up here and didn't happen. Didn't happen. No, but I have a a really good friend that won, won the master's raffle. Oh, that's awesome. I think we talked about that. Yeah, last year, right? Yeah, so he still has those. He's still waiting to hear when he's going to be able to go to that. And it's like his dream. You know, he got Sunday Masters tickets. And this shit happened, and he's just been in depression. (laughs) (laughs) But he did get uh, access to the Masters store, um, and I got a hat. So I'll have to wear that when that comes up. So yeah. what else is I going to ask you about? I had a good idea. Um, it's going to come to you like halfway through so, one of these okay. interviews. So you know how we did the dad bods like Christmas, 12 days yeah. of Christmas or 12 pack of winners? 12 pack winners that came in slightly above 500, but it's still winners. 
And this so. is a, this is this is a live brainstorm. Yeah. So I don't know if this is could happen or can happen. This is the first time I'm hearing this idea, so I'm ready. So what if we did the same kind of thing? I mean, with, I mean, with, I mean, is with, that too fast? This <laughs> is how good of a salesman I am. Um, but we did it with NFL props, like uh, Super Bowl props. Oh, Super Bowl! So we get we get a crew to go pick a prop each. Yeah, just a crazy prop each. We don't have to I do like a that. video. You don't have I to like do that. a recording, but just give us the they can send them to us, and we can send out a list of props and yeah. and have everybody down. I think that would be fun because that would That'd give be everybody something to bet. It'd be a lot of fun. It yeah. would give me because I, I never know which one of those to pick, and I I kind of there's rather, too many. It's I would rather have a list of twenty or ten yeah. or however many we want to do, and us to all root for them together and kind how of how many should that. we do how 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 aggressive do you want to get oh i'm very aggressive yeah i appreciate that um i think there's a lot overly of really aggressive yeah but... yeah maybe like 20 15 yeah 15 20 i think we can we can round it up yeah so we'll see we'll just see how how what everybody if everybody wants to wants to be in the the uh, prop game but it could be kind of just a fun some great uh, value in some of those you know? Yeah. So there you go. That's All right. how we do it. Live brainstorm. That Live just brainstorm. happened. Yeah. Uh, Dadstorm. <sighs> Wise old yeah. men talking. So what's going on with you? Anything new? No, no, I don't know what day it is either. So you're uh, <laughs> aligned. <laughs> just trying to keep up with NBA, NHL, watch some, watch some games, enjoy it when I can, catch up with my shows. I'm oh, I do. Oh, I do ahead. have something. No, okay. I, uh, we finished Breaking Bad. Mm. Hmm. Wow. Okay. So, when did that show come out? Oh God, it had to be like two thousand, like four. Well, yeah, it probably ran from like it probably finished up in like two thousand ten, right? Two thousand. I'm trying to think when that ended. Maybe uh, it's not that old. I'll I'll pull it up while we're while we're talking. It's one of but those it things, was wild. It was one of those shows where I like, watched like three seasons real quick, and then I caught up live and was watching it live. And it's always so much better to, to binge those because they're so. 2008 to 2013. Okay. So it's a little more recent. I would that. imagine, I couldn't imagine waiting weekly. I know. And watching that real time. But I feel like that show has gotten legs. It's hard to remember. In the binge environment, right? Like that thing, that thing is, and maybe how popular was it when it came out? It was still popular, right? Very popular. Yeah, but like I, I know, I know people that have watched it two, three times through. See, I'm not, I can't, about I can't rewatch. I would struggle. I, I, I agree with you. I have a hard time rewatching dramas. Yeah, um, I can rewatch like comedies, like The Office, Parks right. and Rec, Curb. Well, because with those, um, it almost feels like you could go in and out of any episode. Unless I'm watching it with somebody that hasn't seen it before, and I, right. it's kind of fun to see how they react to certain things. But. Um, yeah, so this was so wifey and me together, and uh, so you I liked mean, it. I loved it. She loved it too. It was just so. It was so well written. Mm-hmm. Like every part of that story twist, even if you saw something coming, they still executed it absolutely yeah. flawlessly. Totally, and and it was one of the best show endings I've ever seen. Right, it, it just we just wrapped it up, like yeah, closure. Yeah. You got closure. Yeah, yeah totally. There was no like, is there going to be another, right? Like, spinoff? Well, I guess there is. Was well, there is a pre. So yeah. So so as as for my next move, Mm -hmm. what do I do? Do I go watch the the prequel, Better Call Saul, or do I dive into and just knock out the? I guess it's a movie, right? It's like a two hour movie. Yeah, it's just a movie. I wouldn't. 
See, I think I think my wife is very invested in Jesse. Well, then watch. Who the I didn't care for as much, but watch the movie because it's only two hours. Yeah. Once you start Better Call Saul, it's like three seasons in. I think. Right. Um. Yeah, watch the movie. I didn't like. I mean, the movie was fine. Right. Um. But you didn't. Nothing blew you away. It also been six years since I've seen the show or whatever you said. Yeah, I'm interested with me coming off just watching it. Right. And being like invested in that part of the story, yeah. if it's, you know, how it feels. So we'll see. I'll report back. But but it's good to hear because sometimes, well sometimes with shows like that, they get so like propped up. I was everybody's worried like, about that. Everybody's like, you got to watch this. You got to put the, you, then, you, you put it on a pedestal. You know? mm-hmm. But I'm glad it, I'm glad it, it worked out for you and you enjoyed yeah. it because that's a. So we're going to stay in the family. I think we'll watch some of that stuff and then we're going to, then I'll be taking live recommendations on the air for what I've to watch plenty. next. I am a TV know? geek. I love that. TV search love party it. on HBO Max. Yeah. Everybody watch it. It is awesome. I, I saw the commercials for that. It did look pretty, pretty interesting. I mean, something it's something it's, I would watch. It's, it's I do a lot crazy. of watching on my own too, because I can watch so, things faster than when we do it, you know. I know. Yeah. I do as, the same. As, a, as, a, as, a, as a, as a, as a loving husband. <laughs> Look at you. She slows me down. She doesn't listen to this podcast, does she? No, no. She hates, she hates me. Are you sure? Yeah, positive. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Our female numbers have gone up, so maybe that's, that's... good. That's great. <sighs> well, our, um, our our numbers are are continuing to rise on the podcast. So everybody, thank you for listening. It's been like a great, great run. Um, Wait till we get to that... episode thirty. We got something huge planned. We have to brainstorm at the end of the show, but we'll, oh, we'll come up with it. This isn't episode thirty. No, no, this is uh, twenty-seven. I believe <laughs> 29, 29. Um All right. Well. Um, let's get Smitty on here and talk hockey. I want to hear what he thinks and let's check back in on that Rangers game too to see how that's cooking. Live score updates coming on the other side of the break. And we're back with our guest at John Ryan Sports One on Twitter is where you guys can find him. You can also find him at Wager Talk and Sports Memo. Um, he is continuing to crush this year. He's been a recurring guest, something, you know, somebody that we definitely want back. So he's ranked number one over at sportsmemo.com in the NFL for the season. He's at 72% against the spread in his last 25 NFL best bets. Uh, so he is cruising along. Um, one thing I wanted to mention, and, and we'll do this again at the end, but there is a promo code for his uh, picks and that is pick 30, right, John, to get $30 right. off the 30 day all access package. So we'll let John plug that towards the end of the show too. Um, one thing I wanted to lead with uh, is John is also 17 and three against the spread in Super Bowls. So that's definitely Ooh. where we're going to spread, spend some time, right? That's where we're going to start. Welcome What's up, back. John? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I, over at Sports Memo, I'm really careful with the documentation of the records. And obviously I haven't been on Sports Memo for 20 years. So uh, I was able to document it and, you know, to a certain point and they they said run with it because it does sound ridiculous 17 and 3 and anything doesn't sound real admittedly uh the first thing i'll say is there was some luck in those games i think uh, you know that butler guy had a big hand in a win and i remember some dollars changing hands on that goal line play yeah and uh, that little atlanta falcons fiasco yep. you know where people were at my house and they said you know they asked my wife should we leave because I'm, i am kind of like a fake patriots fan Right. I, just, I just like how they play, you know, and that's you, res- you respect it. Yeah, play, I mean, do your yeah. job and shut up and play. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that was like, that was fun too. So they're, 
you know, the machine learning stuff and the numbers I run haven't been 17 and three. You know, I've had a horseshoe uh, where the sun doesn't shine a lot more times than the math has been right. So we'll say that. Uh, but, you know, this past weekend was incredible. And, um, you know, we were talking a little bit about the Super Bowl before we started this. And, you know, and even before the, the games, that Conor McGregor fight. Now you're talking to a newbie here watching yeah. these fights. Right. And I just could not believe the hand speed. And yeah. you know, I thought of you younger guys, you know, and, and I'm into it now. So I might even start uh, trying to handicap it. Yeah, like, UFC has been great. I, I, I would love to see boxing get back a little bit. What the heavyweight division has been doing recently has definitely been a, a, a little more positive for, for the sport. But UFC is really, you know, they've grabbed some eyeballs. Dana White knows what he's doing. Yeah, I, no it, question. Yeah, I grew uh, up the with, UFC uh, is fun fights. to watch. The UFC is a lot of fun to watch. I, I am horrible at betting it admittedly I, I don't even bet it i just i just enjoy it um but man i i just i can't get over the fact that this might be that all might be fixed and they wanted another trilogy fight <laughs> right i mean you don't announce like you know what's it, it's all about a payday and that's yeah. what scares True. me about about ufc but uh let's get into the super bowl have you looked at that game yet have you anything uh, jumping out early is the line right. three or three and a half what are you seeing i'm seeing it locked at three yeah. and um that's an interesting fact too, because it's going to probably take a, a huge bet by somebody or some syndicate to get it off of three, right? In uh, one direction or the other. Some of the books have the heavy juice. On, uh, I'm going to place one. I'm going to place one now, and and when this depending comes on what out, you we'll, say, I'm going to place one now, and then and then we'll see if it changes when this podcast. You, well, you shouldn't do a hundred thousand dollar bet live <laughs> on a TV on a on a YouTube show, you know? <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, we'll have to put yeah. hashtag 100 grand oh god I don't make know it rain do that. so chief, yeah chiefs minus three well it's interesting it too like with the like tampa's technically a home team right yeah, so is ever. that is that factored into that line uh i think it is yeah um and now, then that's why we're not seeing it maybe in the you know the four or five or even touching six range that that's correct yeah. i think if we were at a different field it would probably be four and a half yeah uh, the fact that we're in tampa and the, I guess the talk is that there are going to be some fans allowed in the stands. Yeah. Well, it's Florida. We don't know if there's actually, if people believe in COVID down there. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, well, that's true. There in Alabama, it was um, the herd mentality, I think. Right. Sure. Um, is there any, a, a quick, a few questions about the game. What are they doing with fans? Do we know? Um, is it first responders? Some, but I don't know if they've announced totals, right? Yeah. I, I don't know what the total is yet. Yeah. Um, and That's there's obviously a lot of money on. riding on it. You know, yeah. Just for the Tampa city itself. Yeah, you forget what the, what happens to the communities, right? The businesses, yep. restaurants, hotels. Yeah. It's huge. I think yep. I think I read where they did some. They're going to do some first responder. Uh, people that are vaccinated can go, um, and fill, kind of fill it up with with that group. So uh, more to come on that. That would be cool. Um, but John, Tom Brady, Tom Brady is a dog in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, is that yeah. what's what's the narrative on that? With all the Super Bowls he's played in, how many do you do we know how many times he's been a dog and what his cover rate is? Uh, I can tell you that in a pretty quick fashion. I can just put that in the database here and because you'd anticipate you a couple second. of the the couple of the earlier ones, right? If yes, not, definitely, definitely the, the first. They were maybe 14 the second point. Yeah, fourteen point dogs in the oh, first wow. one. I did yeah. not realize it was that big. That one I do know, but let's see what a. Uh, we got here. That might have been the only time. I think I mean, there's one more, but it wasn't obviously double digits. Team Patriots. 
This is his tenth. Is it tenth appearance? This is his tenth appearance in that the last crazy. twenty-one. And think about this: there's been fifty. It'll be this will be the fifty-fifth Super Bowl. He's played in eighteen percent of them. That's an absurd number. So some of these Super Bowls, obviously, he wasn't even born yet. Right. He's he's played in more Super Bowl championship games than I have fantasy football championship games. <laughs> Yikes. And yeah, I, but, you're, and you're, I, but you're within range of catching up to him. I mean, that's the, that's the point. That's yeah. the key. You can still yeah. get him. Yeah, but he might even beat me in long, longevity at, at, with there, there as well. I might get him out of fantasy before he gets burned out of real football. You know, his arm strength, though, no kidding around, is, is like, uh, you know, a 28-year-old. I mean, it's just – it's insane. Like he it's, threw some of those balls and I, I just about fell out of my, my chair. I just it's couldn't impressive. believe he It's right. impressive how he throws to the wide side of the field Yep. on, on those out patterns. Um, and even the interceptions, is, um, I think he, yeah, go ahead. If you got the stat. Uh, oh, I got to go to the season. Hold on one second here. Even some of those, those picks he threw, I mean, he was, he had decided that he was throwing a jump ball right in yep. those spots, which yep. you, you look at it and you're like, what was he, what was that throw? But when he wanted to put it on the money, he was still putting it on the money. Yep. which was a big improvement to last year. He didn't have and that. A couple of them were tipped, a little bit high and tipped. I mean yeah. that that's going to happen. The one dumb pass was when he was falling away and threw it down the sideline. Yeah, I almost think he wanted to throw that out of bounds, just didn't didn't get enough on it. Yeah, but, that pseudo punt. But his defense came through. That's that's the biggest X factor to me in this game. While while John's looking for that stat, is the those the linebackers defense. fly around. They are they're mean. They Vita, are Vita Vey's back. They are mean yeah. uh, and fun to watch. And hopefully Winfield's back too, because he's a huge part of their secondary. I think I picked up one extra game, uh, but let me just. I'm talking myself. In Here the we go. <laughs> he's four and five against the spread. Uh, so that ought to keep him out of the Hall of Fame right there. I mean, that's pathetic. <laughs> yeah, second ballot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Second he ballot. He right? make us money. <laughs> yeah. Uh, obviously six and three overall. Um, and now you want to know individually if, if we've been yeah how many times he's been a dog well he's that not just... he's not facing the nfc east so he should roll through this is clear clear I mean, think about that i mean right the, i know i loved as, an, as a cowboy fan that. yeah but at the same good. time you know the the butler interception that could have been a, a loss the right. falcons if they that had come a back car, would have been yeah. a loss you know uh but in when they played the rams they were 14 point underdogs in the first one and won 20 to 17. Then they were seven point favorites against the Panthers, seven point favorites in a win over the Eagles, 12 point favorites. And that was Andy Reid, right? Yeah. So that's that was Andy Reid. Yeah. Yep. And um, Donovan McNabb. Yeah. And T.O. T.O. Yep. calling out McNabb because he threw up in with, the yeah, huddle with the, the broken leg. Remember? T.O. Yeah. with the broken yep. leg. Yeah. Um, so the Patriots lost as 12 point favorites to the Giants. And then the second time they played the Giants in 2011. They lost again as three-point favorites. Then they beat the Seahawks as one-point favorite. Falcons, three-point favorites. Yeah. Eagles, again, so, four-point favorites. So uh, they're 1-0 so, as dogs. Yeah, so they've only been a dog the first time, and that's understandable because the so Rams Brady's, team was unbelievable. Right. Yep. Um, right. And then Brady came out of nowhere that season. That was not expected. Yeah, that was the replacement. Uh, and then Andy Reid is 0-2 versus, versus Brady in Super Bowls. 0-1, oh, right? So that's – Yeah. No, I, they – Oh, no, no. Did he lose to Peterson? Did Peterson lose that other one? No, the Eagles won. Peterson won. Oh, they beat that was, uh, the Eagles. That was Nick Foles. That was the Nick Foles. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. You're right. So just 0-1 then, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so now, that's uh, 
Do you, are you a, are you a props guy too in that market or you'll focus mostly on the spread and the total? I, I play some player props, yeah. um, but the, it'll be more of the game metrics, you know, um, passing yards for, for a quarterback per se. Um, there was one with the receivers I played with, uh, I think it was God when I played over. Um, and then, you know, the differential of the final score is kind of fun. Right. The you margin know, of victory stuff. Yeah. Which I've yeah. never hit. Yeah. Uh, but they, they still are fun. And of course you have to bet that there's going to be a safety. You have to bet that there's going to be overtime. Right. Right. Uh, just to be able to say that if it happened, you called it, you, you know, had you it. knew yeah. that was going to happen. Yeah. But there are some like interesting to... trends here we can go through. Um, yeah. Let's yeah. do that. Since because... 2000, three reigning Super Bowl champs have made it back to the Super Bowl the following season are one and two straight up, oh, and three against the spread, two and one over. So that would have been who who got who got back, Denver? Uh, I didn't. No. I actually didn't write that one down. Uh, Dallas got back. Bills. Seattle got back. But that was that was 1990. <laughs> yeah, so that was too early. Seattle Seattle got back and lost. The Bills got the back loss. like eight, eight, 18 times in a row and still lost every yeah. t- every single time. Sorry. Bills so fans. one and two, yeah, so one was... and two, one and two straight up, zero oh and three against the spread. So that's the Chiefs this year, right? Yeah, I'm gonna give. Now I have them all. There were some bad stats regarding the Chiefs yeah. in that in the AFC Championship game, though, too, weren't they? Weren't they predict? I think the stats said to take the other side. Oh, really? Yeah. What are some of the other trends that were jumping out? Um. Some other ones here. We in two thousand in the two thousand four season. Um, here I have the info. The Patriots were seven point favorites against the Eagles and won twenty four to twenty one, but failed to cover. Uh, and the under was forty seven and a half points. Twenty fourteen, the Seahawks were one point dogs against the Patriots and lost twenty eight twenty four. And that was the interception. Yep. Um, and played over the forty eight point total in twenty seventeen. Patriots were four point favorites, lost to the Eagles forty one thirty three with a total easily going over the 49-point level. So it's interesting. In those three, Brady was involved in two of those games. Yep. On the other side. And the total is 56. That's a high total for a Super Bowl. That's got to be one of the highest out there in the last couple of years. It is. There's only been uh, six playoff games of 55 and higher up to the Chiefs and the Bills. Yep. Wow. Uh, Going back to 1990. So that, that is a fact. Yeah. Um, but that's been the NFL all year. You know, you, I've been, I've been terrified to take any total cause you have one or two outlier plays and it's just completely toast. Yeah. You're smoked. Yeah. You know, I, I had a 5%er on the bucks uh, yeah. two weeks in a row actually. And then I had uh, a 4%er under in the bucks game this past yeah, week. I was on so the, kinda, both those you know, that was, that didn't have a prayer. Yeah. Generally I said, you just created an idea in my head and that's why I like doing these shows with you guys is that in the COVID uh, season. Remember, we talked about the road team having such a great advantage with no fans. They can audible. There's no problem with communications, and that led to the scoring going higher. Yep. Now, suppose we do have a you know an 80 percent filled stadium. Is that is that going to help us bet under? Right. You know, that's the. I think that's going to be interesting to see. Well, but, I think one thing I did for the because I was on that Bucks under as well, and Obviously, I didn't go as high in the end game, but as you were watching the scoring unfold, like that total, I saw jump as high as it was. It was holding around 58, 58 and a half for a while. I got, I ended up getting and, and took a small amount just to hedge myself on a 66 and a half. 
Wow. And like, those are such inflated numbers. You honestly might be better off waiting to see if the pace is fast in the first or second quarter, it's going to tighten up. It's going to slow down, right? They're going to get closer to that, that number, no matter what, but you could create that cushion for yourself in game. If you're, you know, your eyeballs will be there already, right? Watching it. Yeah. What, after the show uh, or, you know, towards the end of the week, I'll give you the quarter, the average score per quarter in the Super Bowl. Yeah, that would be interesting. Um, you guys can do what you want with it, but that might be uh, pretty revealing too. Yeah. Um, there's some other ones here too. Super Bowl teams that had fewer total yards and fewer first downs in their championship win are five and four straight up, six and three against the spread, five and four over since 2000. Uh, Super Bowl teams that were outgained in total offensive yards and had under 29 minutes time of possession, one and five against the spread, two and four straight up. The under was four and two. Teams that had more turnovers than the opponent in the championship game are one and five straight up and against the spread. Uh, team in Super Bowl that had fewer red zone maids. In other words, they scored a, a touchdown or field goal in the playoff in the playoff games. Uh, it, I'm sorry. Let me read this again. Teams in, in the Super Bowl that had fewer red zone maids throughout the entire playoff season of that year are 11 and seven straight up, 12 and six against the spread versus 10 and eight under. Um, so who do the who do these correspond to? What teams? That last criteria? one is one that I really like a lot. It has, uh, we've talked about that P value. I'm guessing that's the Buccaneers. Yeah, that favors the Buccaneers. Yeah. Uh, they have one more uh, red zone made than Kansas City does. And the and other that, two prior, I'm guessing, are the Chiefs. Uh, that is correct. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, teams that converted 62.5% or more of the third down opportunities in the championship game are five and one straight up against the spread. In the Super Bowl, and that favors the Bucks. Bucks. Bucks converted nine of their 14 third down attempts for 65%. Chiefs converted six of 10 for 60%. Um, teams in the Super Bowl that gained 300 plus passing yards and 100 plus rushing yards are three and four, three and four, and four and three under. So that didn't really tell us much, but this one does. Teams in the Super Bowl coming off a game gaining at least 8.25 yards per pass attempt and at least 6.5 yards per play or one in six straight up against the spread. And I bet you the way that was, I was running that sentence in the tone, you thought I was going to say like seven and oh. Yeah, I thought you were going it's, to say the team that- amazing. Yeah, that was, so who, that who is that? The Chiefs. That goes against the Chiefs. So when you're looking at these trends, do you take 10 of them and, and weigh, weigh them differently and then make your decision? Or are these just kind of hopefully telling you a little bit of a story on- and then, um, you like use the, some other anal- analytics as well. Like this will eventually uh, be, be up on uh, wagertalk.com okay. um, in a polished form. So this is just the team. And then I, I'll dive into the coaching trends, which I can also send over to you um, later this week. And then from that, you know, the P value uh, for me is, is kind of everything in this because you can have trends that, you know, team is eight and zero on Sundays. Well, that doesn't tell you anything. Yeah. But for example, the fewer red zone maids, uh, is a big one. That one has a very high uh, correlation rate, which is what the p-value does. It just tells you what the param- how well the parameters work together. Uh, so that one has a lot of meaning, and so does that last one uh, that I mentioned with the 8.25 yards per pass attempt and six and a half. Uh, that translates think, very well the into the next playoff game. You would think the Buccaneers would be a, a better, I guess, red zone scoring team than they are. 
with Evans and Gronk, with Evans and Gronk, and those big body yeah. targets, and just Brady's ability to dissect a defense. But um, they struggle to get the ball in the end zone when they get close, um, and they're more of a home run hitting team, a deep ball team now. So that's a that's something good to look at. Maybe your odds fellow's favorite prop of the under one yard touchdown. That's what I need. Is, well, is my uh, the show that I, I just started, as you guys know, and you'll be on, on you'll be a big part of that show too. I since it's my show, I can I can be a little bit more relaxed and, and start ranting and uh, you know, <laughs> keep around. But I flat out said for anybody who would listen that I, I promise you, you're going to see Brady throw more over the top passes against that defense than you've ever seen him throw. Yep. And uh, fortunately, I didn't look like a, an idiot saying that. Uh, but that one at the end of the half was was a bonehead defense. I mean, what the heck was that? Yeah, yeah it was, that's just a uh, la the a, uh, the Jets Raiders. Oh my god, god. Hail Mary! Right. Yeah. It's a perfect pass, and with a with a guy that didn't think they had the guts to do it. Um, he yeah, was playing. Exactly. And he, he was playing everything underneath. Um, just and lost. A guy lost. That you, you didn't expect to catch the ball. Yeah, either. yeah, exactly. He. There's I think that. Great... I think. I think he is going to be uh, the guy that caught the ball um, is going to be a great prop for the Super Bowl. I think, I think you see him get a touchdown. Scotty, yep. what's it with it? Scotty, Scotty uh, Miller, Miller, Scotty Miller. Um, but yeah, no, I love these stats. And um, have you, have you decided who you're taking yet? Or you, I don't want to, I don't want to, you give out your play. I'll, I'll tell you of, privately. If, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but the decision's yeah. made. Uh, yeah. I did this, yeah. In the total. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, All right, so we'll, like we'll, we'll get the, we'll I get hate back talking to like that because I just, yeah. you know, I gotta, I just have to say that for at least another another week, and then I won't be able to control myself. Exactly. And one one last thing before we move on to some hoops and then uh, get out of here. Uh, my intern, our intern, got back with me, and there are twenty two thousand fans at the Super Bowl. Wow, this is a good number. What's that? Yeah, that so you gotta figure. Yeah, I think it's seventy five hundred vaccine vaccinated, and the rest aren't um, or wow. if you know they have to obviously there's a checklist of things they need to do to get in but they purchase tickets so um, as of you know a day ago that was the news cool so that will be fun to see it, it's it's it, a super bowl with just nobody in the stands at all would have would have been awkward yeah. it would have been weird yeah that um, would have been like uh playing in a tomb yeah but the last I thing how i'll many... leave you guys with um prop that that i've always liked watching because it's it's been very good for the rest of the game. His team to score first is eight and three, the last 11 Super Bowls. So team to score first wins the game. And win, the right. So uh, I think that has some, some merit here too. Um, so double down on that if with your, just your bet, right? Because you'll get some value favor. in it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah if you if you like the Chiefs, for example, and that, and the Chiefs score first, then, you know, I would encourage uh, in-game betting, mm-hmm. like immediately after the Bucks score. Yeah. Um, you know, we talked about that too, and I, you know, I love doing that in the NBA. Um, yeah, I love how you do the runs. You watch these yeah. runs, and then, and then you you bet against that run. Um, that's profitable, but you have to be tuned in. And you usually have to pick a couple games to do it on. You can't watch them all. But oh, that's true. But well, I, at least I can't. You probably can. You have no, the setup. Uh, you probably like a sportsbook style setup with like twelve TVs. No, no, not that many, just 11. 
I have, I have, I have 11 as well, but they're usually featuring uh, Blue's Clues and Octonauts <laughs> and Paw Patrol. And The Bachelor. Wait, what's hard the about bachelor, it is, the bachelor um, I've actually never had two games uh, going at the same time because as you guys know, when you do the live in-game betting, you have to be pretty quick. Yeah. And then, you know, I do it at, at, you know, Parks Casino outside of Philly. I have an account and, and a bunch of others, but you can only look at one at a time. Yeah. And a lot of times you, you hit the, the submit and it comes back. Oh, line yep. changed. Change, it, move. It, it or change. your odds change. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly. It's the most annoying, yeah. annoying thing ever. You know, if I agreed to the bet, you know, give me time to click it. <sighs> but uh, what I am trying to do is, uh, you know, I do a lot of Python stuff. You know, we, uh, we talked pre-show about the sentiment thing that I've been developing that went 10 and 5 in its test. I never bet on any of the games, but it's 10 and 5 on Twitter. But I'm trying to create a, a Python um, program that'll automatically go into my app and bet the game based on 10-point swings in the NBA. So if I'm on the Sixers and they their opponent goes 10 points or more uh, without a, a, a score by the Sixers, it's going to hopefully be able to, you know, to nail it. And you know, do it a lot faster than that, my fingers can. That is cool. We've I've talked that. about that in private chats before, and, and stuff like that that could bring value, and that would be huge. Yeah, I think I think that would be a, a good thing to to be able to do. Yeah. The question is, like I've I've done tests, but it the software that they use is so sophisticated that it recognizes that it is not a human. Right. So I almost have to teach the program to act like a human, and we don't want it to act like me. But you want to attack like somebody is. You have to mush. You have to mush. You need to use that new Elon Musk. Use that new Elon Musk. Yeah, yeah, he would be good to use. The thing <laughs> he just came out with—that's pretty scary. But we move on. Should we um, wrap so, with uh, with yeah. the college hoops pick and the yeah, Big okay, Ten? Let's, yeah, let's let's do a little Big Ten and and uh, get the listeners a winner. Get my notes here real quick. Big Ten's been fun this year. Yeah, the first game I was looking at, um, and the Big Ten, the Big East, I would say, are the, the conferences that I focus on. I almost treat those conferences like I would the NFL. You know, right, they're right. their own league, their own sport. Uh, so I put a lot of focus into them. Um, I'm not a guy that really, you know, with all due respect to the Mississippi Valley states of the world, I, I feel like there's the more information I have, the more information I can put into my models, the better. So um, I look at Ken Palm like you guys do yep. uh, for an indication of where the line may open. Um, you know, a lot of times my numbers are uh, are closer to it because it's factoring in the uh, better behavior, uh, which is why the line is set in the first place. Ken Palm is pure metric and uh, it's extraordinarily useful. I mean, it's used uh, it's used by the books. So in this game, Penn State, uh, according to Ken Palm, writes 46th has a reading of 69.5, Ohio State is 12. But get this, 66.7. So Penn State, according to Ken Palm, is actually the better team. And wow. I, I tend to agree with this. Uh, I know this is kind of a reach, but if I was gonna call an upset alert this week in the Big Ten, it, it's Penn State on the road at Ohio State. And that one goes off tomorrow night. Now my numbers say Ohio State, uh, the line will come out somewhere around seven and a half with Ohio State obviously favored. Mm -hmm. And that again is reflecting what human beings are, are going to bet. So the lines maker is gonna do that because they want equal action on both sides. They right. don't want the line to move. Yeah, because you got a five and six team, 13th in the Big 10 going up against number 13 ranked Ohio State at 12 and four, fifth in the Big 10. Yep. Right? 
they're going to see, they're going to see a ranked team unranked and you know, where, you know, where Joe public is going. Oh, absolutely. And uh, you know, it's Penn state basketball. It's not Penn state football, you know, however, this year was a, you know, an interesting year for Penn state football, but I do think uh, you sprinkle a little bit on the money line with this one um, and just see what happens. I've had, I guess, recent memory, I've had three road dogs in the big 10 win outright. One was uh, Purdue when they went, to Michigan State, and that's before we found out that Michigan State uh, basketball was Isn't turning it? into their football team. Yep. Uh, but there could be, you know, last year there could have been ten teams out of the Big Ten, which has fourteen teams in the tournament. And I think this year they're looking at nine. Uh, mm-hmm. But if Penn State or you know a, a Rutgers, for example, can pull off a couple of these important wins for the resume, there's there's no reason that uh, some of these teams that are on the on the outside looking in, don't make it in. Um, the other game, um, number 14, Wisconsin at Maryland. Um, I can't figure Wisconsin out. I just, I don't know. I thought they were a, maybe a final four contender and then they've just dropped off a ledge. Um, is it just a matchup thing with them? With If they play an athletic team, they just have no chance or are they just dependent dependent on the three ball and their three point percentage on how they do? Um, I think I think it's all of those actually because uh, you brought up some good points. Wisconsin's one of the slowest playing teams in the Big Ten, uh, so they have struggled against faster paced yeah. teams. And uh, I'm just trying to bring up the pace here right now. Um, they're just a tough. They're just a tough. Right now, to give you a reference here, Nebraska is the fastest paced team with uh, 74 possessions per 40 minutes. Um, And we go down to Wisconsin, which is 14th, averaging 65.7 possessions per 40 minutes. And now they're playing at Maryland, who is 13th in the Big Ten at 67.3. So in terms of a matchup, uh, this is one that I think Wisconsin will like. Um, and I do like this game. If it, if it comes at like five and a half, six or lower, uh, I like, I like Wisconsin quite a bit, uh, because of that, what you just brought up. Yep. Yep. I think they're coming off a, a, a tough loss too. I thought they would show better in that Ohio state game. I did too. I was surprised by that because I thought Ohio yeah. state was, um, yeah. was ripe to fall just like, I think they are this week and I right. could be dead wrong again, but right. Yeah, they're a hard – Ohio State's a hard team to read. They were a hard team to read last year, and they had some success in the tournament, if I don't – or they, the two years ago, they had some success in the tournament, and they were kind of poised last year as well. So, um, well, John, we appreciate it. That's two two possible Always plays. Um, Penn State upset money line, Wisconsin spread. We necessarily don't have the, the lines out right now, but um, those are two that he's looking for. Um and then, what I'll do uh, is uh, I'll I'll put it out on Twitter and I'll tag you guys uh, so ooh, the listeners perfect, can get an update, perfect. fresh you know look of what I'm thinking if if the bet's valid, so they can uh, agree or disagree. Perfect, and and obviously you guys can find him on Twitter at John Ryan Sports One. John, why don't you give them a quick plug on that? Yeah, on tell, that them promo, they, tell them where to go. Where um, to so go? They, they know where to find it. it. Yeah, it's sportsmemo.com, and uh, that's that's where I I kind of live and. The regular price is $199 for 30 days of all the sports. That's NHL, bas- you know, college baskets, NBA, one more game in the NFL, and uh, you know, whatever else comes down the road, like Major League Baseball. 
so for 30 days, you get $30 off for $169. And, um, you know, I've been doing it 26 years. And hopefully these guys aren't having me on just because I'm <laughs> a nice guy or something. It's because um, of the blazer you're wearing, which everyone can't see right now, but he looks sharp. I, I try, you know, it's, uh, I just, I have a hard time like bragging about myself. I really do. I, you know, it's much easier well, when other people say, hey, that guy's pretty good. But I think if you give it a chance for 30 days, we'll be just fine. Yep. And we'll be, and we'll, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll continue to prop you up. Um, and uh, you just continue to win. That's all you can do is win. People will see that by your package and uh, just keep promoting. We look forward to coming on your show as well. Um, I do as well. And it's thank, be you fun. For, thank you for joining and uh, Super Bowl in two weeks. And maybe we can uh, hone in on some more bets by then. You got it. Thanks a lot for having me on. Appreciate it. Cheers, John. Take care, thank John. You. See you. Bet. What's up, everyone? We are back with Smitty at NHL picks two on Twitter hockey talk as promised we're a couple of weeks in the sit the season Smitty thanks for joining us man what's going on good to be back man uh hopefully we can make it a regular occurrence hopefully hockey continues to be played right and everybody can or at least we can get as many games in as possible so exactly. just get us to the playoffs hopefully so we're almost at the two-week mark I guess tomorrow will be the two-week mark in hockey because it started the 13th um What's everyone floating around eight, eight to 10 games coming up on? Uh, well, we've had as few as six. Two, and I think well, six is the highest. Six is the highest. No, it's yeah. Vancouver. So we're in between two and six. Canucks have played eight. Canucks have, have they played eight for real? Yeah, they have. They're, wow. What, two, what, two and four? Three and five. Three, Three and five. five. Yeah. With no overtime. I feel like they went to overtime every time last year. Yeah, we're also recording this on, on Tuesday, and the, the hockey slate is stacked, and we've already. It's uh, it's nine Eastern, but you can guarantee that I believe w- what percentage of these games we think are going to end up in overtime. <laughs> Do you want to live predict? Yeah, I said I said about uh, seven or eight. Yeah, of, they're all of, tight. What, they're all tight right now. Tonight? Yeah. yeah. So that's just again big shout out to the NHL schedule maker for constantly <laughs> being drunk every single year. <laughs> For like the last six years, I swear to God. I mentioned this on the first show we did, and I was like, "Are they going to change anything?" No, it's been brutal. No, this is just the, the, this, this, is this past do. weekend was was a joke. The Saturday yeah. Sunday was was a terrible split to go. And there's really the no excuse not to stagger it now with this with the way the divisions are lined up. Right, with with less travel, with only playing a set number of teams in a in a condensed window, right, with 56 games you have every opportunity to, to really pick and choose and be a little bit more careful with how you lay that out, you know, across like a sheet, but they are just set in their ways and they're going to do it how they always do it. And so we're going to have two games Wednesday night and 17 on Thursday and three on Friday. So. (laughs) Well, you, you broke this down in a way that that I think is going to be a lot of fun and probably maybe one recurring way. We'll look at it when we have you back on here every couple of weeks, but uh, it's the good, the bad and the ugly, right? Yeah, I mean, I was just trying to figure out a way to find some teams who have looked good in the early running. Um, The bad or just the bad kind of stick out. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't think I'll be surprising anybody with with the bad teams I have listed. But then just some ugly, you know, some good teams, some bad teams, but just some things that they are obviously going to want to rectify and correct and and get a little bit better at um, if they really want to be serious. Uh, about you know making a run in the playoffs so 
yeah, that's kind of, I thought it'd be an interesting way to kind of go about it. Yeah, I agree. Where do, where do we start though? Good. You got to start with the good. Yeah. Well, I mean, I like we'll, we'll, we'll run it in the order, I guess. Right. Um, yeah. I wrote down three teams. I mean, obviously there are more than just these three teams who are, who are playing good hockey at the moment. So I'm not trying to leave anyone out on purpose or, or, or overlook anybody, but um, I just picked out, I picked out three and I started with the Montreal Canadiens. Mm-hmm. Um, they're four Oh and two. So they obviously haven't lost a game yet. Uh, most impressive to me has been the fact that they have scored three plus goals in each of their games. So the offense is there. So, I mean, they, they've played really well. Um, they're averaging 4.83 goals for per game played, uh, which is which is really awesome. They're leading the league in shots on goal, which means that they're controlling play. And, you know, they're really pushing the envelope and, and pinning teams deep. But when you look at them just as a whole, just as a whole hockey team, they, they're built the way they said they were going to build it. And you can kind of see, you yep. know, the seeds get planted last year against Pittsburgh in the playoffs. I mean, they have depth. They're really, really fast. They have an underrated defense. Um, Nick Suzuki is going to be a star. I think oh, I can. that kid is really special. Um, and then you got guys like Tyler Toffoli who have come into the mix and, and who are playing well early, um, giving them a boost. So they're tied for first uh, in the, in the Canada division, the North, but we'll, we'll go with Canada. And I, and I can back you up on the Canadians with their goal scoring They're They're five and one uh, over their team total this year, which is, you know, the best in the league right now. Uh, actually the Jets are five and one as well. Nice. Ironically. Uh, and that's, and I mean, so that means you'll probably start to see more three and a halves yes. for, for the Habs uh, in the upcoming, you know, betting markets. Um, they've been, and five, five out of the six, they've been three and a halves. And they're still that's going over it. And they're still going over it. That's what's crazy. Right. So um, anyway, that's just something to look at for them moving forward. I don't think that they can keep on that pace, but there's going to be some nice spots to bet them at. No, their two, their two losses are, are wild. It was OT in the shootout, right? Yep. Yeah, no, they're they're no legit game, losses. Yeah. They yeah. both came in, in extra time. Yeah, so they've they've gained points in all six of their games so far, which which puts them at ten, tied with yeah. uh, Toronto. So, but to Pun's point, yeah, they'll they'll regress a little bit. But the thing about that is, when the offense isn't necessarily maybe clicking at the rate it is now, um, they still have they have this underrated defense that I think people are going to catch on to pretty quickly, and of course, Carey Price between the pipes, right. who has just been normal Carey Price, you know, like nothing special. But when the time comes, you know, he'll he'll get hot and he'll he'll win them some games as well. I mean, that's that's inevitable. So I've got to yeah, look up their I've got to look up their schedule. Have they not have they not played a home game? I just had it up. I have them down for all away games. Uh, that, played, that is true. Is that possible? Yeah. They haven't. So they yeah. haven't played a home at, game at either. Leafs, twice at the Oilers, three games at the Canucks. Yep. So sorry if you hear my clicking. I've been sorting through my spreadsheet because I've, yeah. I've got no, all that stuff do. up. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, which makes that's that why just, I was just trying just to figure out. I, want, too, I kind of got freaked out that I had some something wrong on my pivot table. Or <laughs> they don't play again until the twenty eighth, but they've been off since the twenty third. I mean, that's a big layoff too. But maybe it's because of that road trip. You know. So anyway, yes, I agree. Canadians very good. Yeah, I like them. Um, second team I wrote down was uh, will come as probably no shock to anybody. It's the Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah, uh, they are five one and zero. 
out in the West. Um, some stats to go along with what they have going on. Uh, mostly defensive, uh, their stats so far that stick out. Their offense hasn't necessarily gotten going quite yet. I mean, as we would expect, you know, Vegas's offense to go. I mean, they've scored five and four in a couple of games, um, but they also had two and they got shut out or they, they had a shutout versus Arizona. They won a game one nothing. So point being, they've, they've won games in a variety of ways, which is pretty impressive. Um, they're currently third in goals allowed. Uh, they're currently third in shots on goal allowed. So the defense is, is really is really coming through for them. Marc-Andre Fleury is 3-0. and uh, Robin Leonard is 2-1. and And as a tandem, they're allowing two goals against per games played, which is third in the NFL. Or NFL. <laughs> I got, I got uh, divisional playoff hangover, championship right. game hangover. Um, but, yeah, so they're, they're allowing two goals against uh, per game which again is third in the NHL. So their defensive metrics are pretty solid so far. And what you would have to then think is that offense will, the offense has been playing well, don't get me wrong, but um, they just haven't necessarily shown the consistency just yet. And that's what you find with all of these teams, really, when you look at them, the good teams, the bad teams, the teams just kind of in the middle, you can see that they're all doing something okay or doing something well, but there are areas of improvement for every single one of these teams across the board, but Vegas is still Vegas. They're, they're like I said, they're five, one and oh, um, they've won games anyway. You want to win them. Uh, and so I just feel like they're, they're still the cream of the crop in the West. I know that there was a lot of love for the Colorado avalanche preseason um, and rightfully so, but uh, I still think Vegas is that team out West. So they made the good list as well. One more good team. Do we have three good teams? Yeah, one more. Um, going back to the East. And uh, might not necessarily be who people might have thought of, but uh, I included the Washington Capitals on this list. Uh, they have a record of 3-0-3, which means Battle. that they have gained points in every game so far. They haven't dropped any points. Um, haven't lost a game. Points earned in all of them. They have a 750 points percentage. Which, which is solid. I mean, because when you're trying to compare these teams, it can be kind of hard when certain teams have played, you know, six or seven and certain teams have only played two. So, you know, you kind of level the playing field with some of these stats. So they have a 750 points percentage, which is really awesome. Um, offensively, clicking right off the bat. 21 goals, four, which is fifth in the NHL. Their power play is eighth in the NHL. That probably shocks nobody. No. But uh, what impressed me the most is, again, they're able to win these games in, in a variety of ways. You know, they've scored several goals against some and they've played some real tight defensive games against others, but they're doing it now without Ovi. Without yeah, I was going to say, they're like extremely shorthanded. Yeah, Samsonov, their starting goalie, is now out, um, you know, because of COVID protocols. And that's going to be something that everybody is going to have to deal with, you know, throughout the year, teams, players, coaches, and then us as fans. Um, it's just, that's the way it's going to be. But, you know, Nicholas Backstrom has played really, really great hockey. John Carlson has been good. Um, their backup goaltender, young kid, he's been playing really well too. And so, again, not maybe who you would have thought of um, to be on the good list, but they do lead the Eastern Division. Um, you worry that there was four games in there against the Sabres? Well, yeah, I mean, some of these teams, you know, they 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 beat up on, you know, Detroit, right. or Chicago, or Ottawa. Yeah. yeah, yeah, totally, I do. Um, so we'll learn a lot about them. They're playing the Islanders 
uh, over the next couple of days. They have, a, they have a couple games with the Islanders. As we're recording, one of them is going on right now. And so we'll learn a little bit more about all yeah. of these teams as, as we go along and they play different teams and they, the, the competition changes. But um, I don't necessarily know any of us expected Washington to come out as well as they did. I think the majority of us may have had them around the fourth or fifth team in the East. And to be, you know, leading the division, even though it's early, I, I think is pretty impressive how they started. So yeah, you picked them there to make the playoffs. So I mean, yeah, I had them. Four, I had them in that. You're not spot. surprised, right? Yeah, that they're, yeah. That they're in the mix, but you didn't. They're just make, they're so first. they're so experienced. They're not a young team. You know, like those guys have been around the block more times than you can count. They're so. kind of like the Penguins and the Bruins in that way. It's just an experience. The East is just experienced, other than. I guess other really than, than, I don't know, Philadelphia, you consider them experienced, probably not. But Washington, Pittsburgh, Boston. Teams that have been there. Kind of mirror each other a little bit. Yeah, and the Islanders now have shown that they can win in the playoffs. Yeah, the last few, right. So, yeah, I mean, so, yeah, I was was pretty impressed with Washington. I mean, if we were going to go honorable mention, so, you know, other, you know, fans out there might be like, why didn't you name my team? Um, (laughs) Honorable mention would be uh, definitely Tampa Bay. The defending champs are still rolling along. Uh, Toronto has looked really great. They're, they're yeah, I was going to say Toronto, maybe St. Louis. I, I had Boston and Minnesota as my other honorable mentions because I like yeah. the way Minnesota has started. They're 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 going to be a, a sneaky team where they're they're either going to exceed people's expectations or they're going to you know go under those expectations. People are going to go see they they're not as good as I told you they you, know, you thought they were. So, but I think they they started well. So. Honorable mentions to uh, the Bolts, the Leafs, the Bees, and the Wild. Very nice. Very nice. I agree. Um, the Islanders are currently trying to kill off a five-minute major. Oh. Uh, two minutes left versus the Capitals. Yeah, it's a big <sighs> game. Um, lots of games, lots of rooting interests, lots of investments. <laughs> for- I love it. I wish I had more TVs. I would have every one of these games on and just be glued. And my wife yeah, would probably I- kill me, but... I'll admit, I, I usually go TV, laptop, and then I might even have one on the phone. Go, and then it's just it's so, a lot happening. So with the NHL.TV, they at least let you watch two at a time on your computer. Yeah. You can split it. Um, yeah, you, you can split, split it, but you can't do four with baseball. With the MLB, you can do four, which That's is pretty nice. cool. I think, I think you can. The NHL but, is just continuously behind everybody else. So maybe in a few years. They'll get there. They'll get do, there. Yeah, do cool stuff. Maybe. But I did, but I did buy NBA League Pass, so I've got like everything in my in my arsenal right now for the gambling gods to just throw me some winners. Um, all right, so the good, we got the good, ready now for the go, bad. Now, the, what everybody really wants to hear, the this bad. is the best part. Yeah. Well, uh, the, the bad ugly, is, I mean. it's. Uh, I think it's pretty obvious. Um, they they are the teams that we thought would be the worst mm-hmm. in the NHL coming into this season, and that would be the Ottawa Senators and the Detroit Red Wings. Um, I know that, again, I know that some other teams could be listed on the bad list. Of course they could. But um, Ottawa has just been, when you when you look at Ottawa's numbers, uh, when you look at some stats and analytics, there's nothing really good that sticks out. They're 1-4-1. One, one. Um, they've lost five straight after an opening win. They beat the Leafs opening night. And everybody was like, wow, look at this scrappy Ottawa team. They might be able to actually, you know, bat. And then it was like, no, it's actually Ottawa. They're not, they're, they're bad. They're really bad. Um, they lost five straight after that. Their points percentage is currently 250. 
in comparison, Vegas is eight thirty-three. So I mean, and then their point their point differential is the worst by by a ton. Yeah, I mean that points percentage two fifty is is the worst in the NHL. Yeah, that's, that's dead last currently. Um, they have allowed twenty seven goals against, which is next to last. They're allowing four point five goals against per games played. That's dead last in the NHL. And Matt Murray, former Penguin, two time Stanley Cup champion, has really really struggled in his uh, Senators debut he he has played five games and he has allowed 21 goals for a 4.47 goals against and an 862 save percentage so wow. yeah it's i mean now granted it's not all his fault you know the team in front of him is certainly not doing him any favors but ottawa as as currently constituted is pretty much who we thought they were as Denny Green would say. The only, like you said, the only team projected to win, I think, less games, even right, right now, is Detroit. I think they're projected to win like 12 games. Yes. Is that right? And Something like that? Something like, yeah, right around 14. Ottawa, 17.3. So, yep. um, I mean. And, well, Detroit is the other team on, on my list. That's a low they, number, man. That's a low projection. Well, when we talk team totals <laughs> uh, in, the, in, the pre, in the preview shows, uh, I think – Detroit's total was around 42 and a half. Um, I'd have to go back and double check that. And, yeah. I'm at, and here's how stupid I am. I actually put a little bit of coffee money on the over. So I remember you telling us that. I mean, yeah. that's not a, I mean, it's not dead. I mean, they steal I one tonight in Dallas. That's huge for you. If they, they, were, it, winning, it, they were winning one, nothing. Um, but I got a little bit of buyer's remorse because now after watching them play, well, they're okay. Maybe maybe I should be a little bit more balanced here with the. With it's the, it's the end of the so, first. They're still at one nothing. They're still yeah, up. Let me let me start over again with the Red Wings. I'm gonna go live. Don't go live bet yet. Now I'm gonna go live bet it. Let me let me rewind it a second. So they're they're two and four, which is obviously not great. Um, but what what bothers me or what worries me is they currently have they're currently averaging two goals four per game played which is the third worst in the NHL. So when you look at, when you look at the team and you wonder where is the scoring going to come from, it, it looks kind of bleak. Uh, there's not a lot of talent around a guy like Dylan Larkin currently. So if you think that the Red Wings are going to be able to win four, three games, that's probably not happening. I mean, their goals against uh, per game played is in the bottom 10 as well. So they're not really doing anything well. Now, now they, the two wins that they do have are against Carolina and Columbus, uh, two playoff teams. From, so they're from nice. The and yeah, they're, they're good wins, but then they turned around and they lost to Chicago twice. And Chicago could easily be on the bad list right now because they're, they're a pretty bad team. But Detroit lost to them twice, though they showed that they could beat Carolina and beat Columbus. So they could be that scrappy team that – if you're someone like me who took a flyer on the on the points team, you know, on the over for the for the season, um, it's not dead, but it doesn't necessarily look great. You, you just kind of you, you're getting what you thought you were getting with the Red Wings, and so if you were going to go over that total for the season, it's probably coming down to the last two games, because they will beat teams like Carolina and Columbus, and then turn around and lose to Ottawa or like a, you know, Chicago. I know they're not playing Ottawa because of the divisions, but that was, that would be the kind of team that they are, you know, like that you would see. 
no consistency right. whatsoever. So those are the two on the bad list right now because they just stick out head and shoulders above everybody else. How much money should I be putting on the Dallas Stars plus 110 live right now? Is that a, is that a couple um, units? Yeah, maybe ask Pun for a little mini loan and then uh, <laughs> use his money. That's all. Just, yeah, you're, 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 go. good. you're good to go, no matter yeah. what happens. Just charge it. Just charge it back to the company. I'll charge it to the yeah. I'll charge it to the <laughs> LLC. <laughs> um, yeah. So I thought you might put the Rangers on the bad list, but I'm gonna guess they might be on the ugly list. You you are. That's a good guess. Yes, yeah. they are. They're on the ugly list. Got four teams on that ugly list. Teams have a short list with me. You'll find that out. Um, and the Rangers are on the, the Rangers are on Exile Island for me, maybe for a little while until I see them actually win a game and hold a lead. <laughs> yeah, they're they're about to be on there as well. I know that we mentioned we were recording uh, Tuesday night, and the Rangers are currently playing Buffalo. And at last check, they were losing that game. Um, it looks like they're going to lose it, but yeah, they they're going to remain on the ugly list uh, for me as well. So we might as well start there um, with with the ugly list. The, and what I did with the ugly list was not necessarily to put bad teams on it, but to put teams who may be good and maybe decent, who have potential, but whatever, there are things going on currently that, that are glaringly obvious when you look at them and you go, well, here's obviously the problem with this team currently. And with the Rangers, they, they're one, three, and one uh, tonight, not pending, but their losses are to the Islanders and the Penguins, two, two really good teams, but they have lost to the Devils. So you're kind of, there's a little bit of balance there, right? Where they've lost to some good teams, but they also lost to the Devils, who I would not call a good team. Their points percentage is currently 300, which is next to last in the NHL. So that one, three and one record, while it might not sound, you know, terrible on the surface, when you just, because it's a small sample, but when you, when you think about it in other numerical terms, 300%, you know, or 300 points percentage, again, next to last in the NHL. Um, but they're fourth in shots for uh, per games played. So the offense is there. The shots are there. The offensive, you know, generation is there. But pucks on goal. Hold the lead. Yeah, pucks, I mean, they can't necessarily score, and they can't get timely saves when they need them. Um, just for tonight as an example, they had a 2-1 lead and 10 minutes later you turn around and look and it's 3-2, they're losing. So they, they can't hold it, but the offense is there, the shots are there. They have a 55% expected goals for at 5v5. That's a really good number. That's a really good number um, in terms of their underlying metrics. So you see numbers like this when you look at you know their shots uh, for per games play, when you look at expected goals for the numbers are there and you think, well, it's just a question of the puck going in. At some point, the pucks are going to start getting in the net. And if they can get some timely saves to go with it, whether it's just Sturkin or whether it's Gorgiev, either or, um, they're just lacking consistency. And I mentioned his name before. I'll mention it one more time and hopefully never again for the rest of the season. But Jack Johnson is on that third pair. And uh, I think they currently have Tony D'Angelo paired with him. It is just an absolute dumpster fire. I mean, you don't think it's going to hurt you that badly because you're thinking, well, they're the third pair. Their, limit, their minutes are going to be limited. And it's like, no, especially when you're on the road, when you don't have last change and you have a lot of, you know, D zone starts and those guys are in the D zone, you know, like things are just, just going to go bad. They're just too bad. slow or what? 
very slow. Yeah. Extremely slow. Takes a lot of penalties. Just there's just nothing. I mean, I hate to harp on the guy because he's an actual nice dude if you hear him talk and stuff, but he's he's just not a good defenseman. And uh the penalties are annoying. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Consistency is going to be key. With the Rangers, it's just going to be finding that consistency because they've got some good underlying numbers. It's just not playing out for them yet. So if pucks go in, that that's step number one. But getting some better defense and some better goaltending is, is number two. Yeah. yeah, Rangers are currently on the ugly list right now. And the Capitals just, just scored, so uh, that's not good for my Islanders bet. Grind continues tonight. Um the grind continues. Um, continues. So, okay, so we have one bad team or one ugly team. Who's the next one? Uh, we're going up north to Canada. Um, for my Canada. Boy, yeah, a couple of my friends uh, in the Voltron chat, guys like DC, Andrew T-Bone, uh, big Vancouver Canucks fans. The Vancouver Canucks are, were the first team I put on my ugly list uh, this evening. The Rangers were, were, were second. The Nucks were first. And I'll, but I'll tell you why. And again, it's not like these teams suck. They don't suck. They this just, is an issue. This is there something going on, right? Issues, big issues. So the Nucks are three, five, and zero. Oh. As you mentioned, they they've played the most games so far just because of the schedule. They've won three. They've lost five. Uh, but their their points percentage, which is a, a number I've I've liked to use, you know, in talking about these teams, their points percentage is currently three seventy five, which is fourth worst in the league. So the question is why, what's going on? Well, 4.25 goals against per games played. That's next to last in the NHL. They have 34 total goals against, which is dead last in the NHL. And scoring has been pretty inconsistent where one game they can score five and maybe still lose. And then another night they score one or two and yes, again, they, they lose. So I know, you know, Pedersen has started slowly um, JT Miller was coming off an injury, so it's going to take him time to get back. Um, so, you know, just their offensive stars, their young guys are, are off to a slow start. And Thatcher Demko is not the Thatcher Demko that he was in the playoffs last year, at least not yet. And Braden Holpe has been of no use to them yet. Because bad, bad, they, they brought him in to be, you know, this veteran presence to work with Demko and provide this tandem. And uh, he's been terrible as well. So goaltending has been terrible. The blue line has been terrible. The evidence is in the numbers with their goals against and their goals allowed, which are next to last and dead last. So if they can clean that up, which you, you would anticipate these teams will, they're not going to experience the same problem all year long. They're, they're too good for that. Um, so that if that can work itself out a little bit or just sort of regress to the mean, and then you see their offensive guys like Patterson, JT Miller, start to get into the flow of a season because it's taking some of these teams a little longer than others, and, and that's pretty noticeable too. Um, and Vancouver should still compete. But right now, that's that's ugly. That's that's the definition of ugly. Does what you said about the them getting used and, and flowing into the season, do you think that's impacting offense or, or defense more? I think it's, well, a little bit of both, yeah. actually. Um, because the, the scores have been pretty inconsistent. I haven't bet – I don't think I've bet a. T- I've bet two totals so far, full game totals, um, and they were both unders. And I, I'm one and one, and that's just because, at least in the way I'm seeing it, and I'm looking at the board, and I'm looking at these teams. 
it's it's just inconsistency. Like uh, like there are nights where this team will score four or five, and there's other nights where they're easily scoring one or two, and you're just like, I'm not quite sure who I'm going to get tonight. Um, so I've kind of leaned towards uh, sides, a lot of money lines, and I haven't been trying to lay anything more than like 115, you know, on on anybody, just because, uh, you know, I want to have some. I want to protect myself in terms of, you know, my liability early in the season. So I've been looking for a lot of dogs, a lot of plus money plays and, and, and no favorites really over 115, unless I really like a big favorite and then I would play them in regulation. Um, so I've done that a couple of times, but yeah. So to your question, it's just, it's a little bit of everything, you know, it's yeah. just, you know, and that, so that leads to the third team. I got the Pittsburgh Penguins on the list um, and they are in second place in the East and you might not have thought that, but they're four and two. Um, they're probably going to lose to the Bruins. This they season. tied it up, by the way. Oh, oh boy. Oh, I'm telling you, it's OT everywhere. Um, so, yeah, the Pens are four and two with the Bruins game pending. They're one point off the division lead, but a lot like Vancouver. They're allowing 3.83 goals against per games played, and they've allowed 23 total goals to go into their net. That's the third worst in the NHL. Tristan Jari is the guy that they've gone with when they got rid of Matt Murray when he went to Ottawa. And for as bad as Matt Murray is playing in Ottawa, Tristan Jari is not far behind. He's got an 849 save percentage, and he's got a 4.28 goals against. Now, this is a kid who was playing in the All-Star game last year. He, he, was, he was really lights out. So are the Penguins going to continue to be this poor defensively? No. Is Tristan Jari going to continue to play this poorly? No. Is Evgeny Malkin going to show up for the season at some point? Yes. You know, like those things are going to happen. So the same issues that are plaguing Vancouver are plaguing the Penguins. It's just that the Penguins have the offensive ability to score six game, six goals and beat you 6-5. And Vancouver doesn't necessarily have that in their arsenal. So that's why Pittsburgh has a better record than Vancouver, even though they have the same underlying problems, right? So – that leads us to the last one, last last team on the list here, on the ugly list, and uh, that's the St. Louis Blues, uh, Stanley Cup champions from a, a couple of years back. And the reason why they're on the ugly list, because I've watched this with my own eyes, um, I didn't have to go find this stat, because I've bet on St. Louis a few times uh, so far this season. And I, I will watch those games, because I have a vested interest in it, so I'm watching St. Louis play. This team is the most undisciplined team <laughs> I have watched play so far this season. They have the fourth most penalty minutes per game, and they have been shorthanded 51 times. They've only played six games, and they have been shorthanded 51 times, which is the most in the NHL. It's disgusting. I bet those teams ahead of them from a penalty minute standpoint have probably played more games. So if you looked at it statistically, like percentage-wise – they, they, they had a game against San Jose, who's not a good team, where they went shorthanded eight times. Eight times against the Sharks. So that's there's no excuse for that. Um, and to make matters worse, their penalty kill is in the middle of the pack. I think their penalty kill was like 15th or 16th in the NHL. So if you're going to take that many damn penalties, you better be able to kill a lot of them. And they, they don't. <laughs> they don't kill penalties very well. And to make matters worse, even worse, when they do get the man advantage themselves, when they go on the power play, their power play is currently clicking at a 3% rate, which is dead last in the NHL. So they have currently the worst power play in the league. They have a middling penalty kill currently, and they 
take the most penalties in the National Hockey League. So, but yet they're three, two, and one. Now, it, it doesn't, I mean, it doesn't take a rocket scientist, and I'm sure that's all Craig Berube has been screaming about at practice and in meetings for like the last week is stop taking. They're, they're crushing Vegas tonight, by the way. Just, just stop taking, because they're a great team. They're, they're a great team as constituted. They should certainly be in the playoffs. Um, you know, I think they'll probably finish second or third, you know, in their division. Yep. Um, but for right now, they make the ugly list because just so undisciplined in the penalties, the penalties have to stop. So quick, quick question. We're running out of time here, but quick question about penalties. What's the psyche of a team when they, when they, what's the best way to word this? Like do some teams take penalties just to, kind of fire themselves up and get on, like get on a kill to kind of almost like comparing it to like a, like a manager like, getting thrown they out. So in a, they're in a so confident. Yeah. They're so confident in their, their kill that they can afford to take some chances on penalties or are those penalties usually just mental errors or, you know, hustle plays that, you know, I, like a hooking or a tripping yeah. or something that you don't mean, you know, there's just, sometimes it penalties just happen, but right. Um, sometimes I wonder, like the Islanders, like took a million penalties tonight versus the Capitals. It seemed like, uh, but they have a great penalty kill. So I don't know if they just ha- like take more chances because they know they have a better penalty kill. Or I mean, it might it might allow them to be a little bit more aggressive. Yeah. You know, it, it, in, in the neutral zone or may, or especially in the D zone. You know, it might allow them to to take those extra chances because mm-hmm. they feel pretty confident that if they do end up in the box, they can kill it. Um, but nobody, nobody's trying to intentionally go to the box, but it might it might alter the way these teams play just in terms of their aggression. You know yeah, what I mean? I feel like it's a strategic thing at that point, right? It's it's how yeah. aggressive you can be. Right. And what and what a lot of times happens is you, you see more penalties as the game goes on because guys just get tired. Right. And right now, guys are probably really tired in the third period because there's there was really no camp. There were no exhibition games, right? They literally just got in there and got on with it. So um you probably see guys taking more infractions in that regard. Then you also factor in NHL officiating, which can be one of the more frustrating things to uh, have to deal with on a nightly basis because it can be very inconsistent at times um, when you watch these games. But um, I think what it would alter is just a team's mindset in terms of how aggressive do we want to be, you know, particularly in our own D zone. And they've, I guess they've, um, didn't they make it a point to call more like slashings last year or something? Didn't they change the rule or well, put no, more they, emph- put more emphasis on something? It's usually like point of emphasis. It's yeah, the rules are always the rules. They haven't changed any of them. It's just can you get the referees to actually call the damn penalties? And yeah. uh, they do make this point of emphasis at the beginning of the season, and then you watch it just slowly go back to the way it was mm-hmm. as the season progresses. Yeah. And or they focus on it in a normal year. They do, they focus on it in preseason, but then it, it yeah, goes away they, during the regular always, season. Yeah. It always yeah. starts out with a lot at the beginning yeah. and then it just starts to taper off until the end. And then you get to the playoffs and you get to games where like, you'd probably have to shank somebody on the ice in order to get a man <laughs> advantage. So um, yeah, that's just kind of, again, par for the NHL course, really, you know, in terms of how you see it play out. It is frustrating when, you know, when you want a penalty and it's not called or vice versa, but um, well, we've got some shootouts going on right now. We've got some overtimes. Your penguins are in the overtime against the Bruins. The stars have tied it up. Panthers blue jackets are in a shootout. 
Here comes so, OT, baby. Tonight like you was going to be that night. What about the uh, what about the two game slate tomorrow? Thanks to the the hockey schedulers you shouted out before. Any any quick hits or leans there? I don't think you said you had anything official, but maybe uh, one that stood out. Yeah, you got Blackhawks at Preds, which will be uh, the second time they're playing in two nights. Uh, I don't know how that game's going currently, but that's a Tuesday Wednesday back to back. Nashville hosting. Probably lean Nashville only because I'm a glutton for punishment. Two one Hawks. I see. I keep waiting for this Nashville team to to start playing hockey. They got embarrassed by Dallas seven nothing. Then they played them again the second night, and you think, okay, they're going to respond because that was embarrassing. Nope, they got their asses whooped again. And now they're hosting Chicago as one of the worst teams in the league, and they're losing. So I'll probably it's like Charlie Brown kicking the football. I'll probably end up betting the Preds tomorrow night, and I'll swing and whiff. And I'll land on my back and be all pissed off about Nashville again. You know what? If you, if you, if you, if you bet them, I'll ride it with you. Yeah, there you go. I mean, about that? If, if they lose tonight, I I feel like I have to I have to do it. I have yeah. to go, go. I have to go again, right? I have to do it. Um, yeah. the other game is Ottawa Vancouver, and just because of reasons that we talked about earlier tonight, I would I would lean over. It's probably six and a half. I would still lean over, just because of the way those teams play and how terrible their goaltending has been. So those would be my early leans for uh, for Wednesday night hockey. Predators because I'm a glutton for punishment and over in Vancouver, Ottawa, simply because of the, the way these teams have played. Thank you, sir, for stopping by. We'll do it again in, in uh, two to three weeks. And, yeah, anytime. Uh, it'll be fun to update the list and see who's shuffling <laughs> in, in the three tiers. I, I like We're that keeping setup. tabs. We're keeping tabs. Yeah. All right. We'll see you later, Smitty. I appreciate your time. All right. Thanks, homies. Next time. Later. Ladies, fellas, degenerates, if you like point spreads, money lines, overs, unders, and everything in between, well, then pour yourself a nightcap, cozy up with that special someone, and go check out Guns Pigs on Twitter. That's right, Gunspins, for all your sports needs. MLB, NBA, college basketball, college football, and NFL. That's right, Gunspins, G-U-N-Z-P-I-C-K-S, oh yes, Gunspins. Winners are made, and we always get paid. You just heard a sexy voice. Now you're going to hear him talk about The Bachelor. It's in his wheelhouse. The Guns Picks is joining us for a segment, a recurring segment, we hope, called Guns and Roses, where we talk Bachelor with a guy that's never watched The Bachelor before. So what's up, dude? You ready to talk? Ready to talk Bachelor? Do you even know what the Bachelor is? I do know what the Bachelor is. I'm not that dumb, but I but this is like the Bird Box version of the Bachelor. You know, it's like I'm blindfolded. You guys just telling me what's going on. I do have my own little synopsis of what I believe the show is, and it's probably the main reasons why I don't watch. Okay, so it. tell everybody you did a write up. So you did some homework, not necessarily homework, but you did some self reflection. No. 
You, yes. you wanted to to come with some independent thinking, which I appreciate. That's just a stu- your student of the game. You, you, you got vulnerable. You got vulnerable, like they do on the show, like they like oh. to say. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay, keywords. I, I need to know the keywords too, because vulnerable is key. I, unpacking, I, unpacking, vulnerable, eyes so, kissing with your eyes open, <laughs> are all keywords. So uh, okay, so so here's what I think it is. I'm gonna go start to finish, like I'm pitching this to ABC, right? So the way I see this is like you start with a guy who's probably third in the women's. Ba- I'm calling it the women's bachelor. So this is mm-hmm. so it's like you start with a guy who's either third in the women's bachelor, but was mo- but was the most likable by the audience, um, or a sibling from a pro athlete. Am I wrong? That, no, those are both wrong? facts. Those okay. have both happened. Okay. So they bring like, tw- I don't know how many women there are. So I just said, oh, they'll bring 20 women in. Most of them are wannabe actresses living in LA. When I, and I put in parentheses, waitresses or baristas. Uh, they have no TV experience mo- or movie credits uh, to their name. And uh, this is their first crack of exposure for future work. Right? Not off, not off at all. They arrive to meet the guy in evening gowns, like they're going to the Golden Globes, but they, by half of them take advantage of the open bar in the limousine on the way there, and half of them are in the bag, walking in heels to a guy that, is, that will most likely dump them on the, in the first few days. Still working. This is still going. Is it still working? Am, yeah. am I incorrect? I'm okay. intrigued. Are, I'm intrigued. All right. Well, one or two of them are absolutely crazy and are planted in there to start shit with everybody else and feed into – the more insecure ones. Victoria. These... The queen. <laughs> okay. The, the, okay. So, so I'm not wrong then. These women probably make it far in the show because the producers tell old Johnny Roses to keep them for good television. One or We're two nodding. Them... We're nodding. We're okay. nodding. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> One or two of them are, are more promiscuous and, and do whatever it takes to get the bachelor's attention. And more often than not becomes uh uh, more often works because the guy is not there to meet his wife. He's there to do as many oil checks as possible while on a tropical island. <laughs> so that's so that's close. That's more like the Bachelor uh, in Paradise. <laughs> okay, we'll get into that. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll we'll cover that one. All right, I got a few more. I'll get. I'll just pile through these. They they plant like three or four normalish women who are definitely uh, from the definition of television the Mary type. Good, clean, wholesome women with morals and goals. Most of them don't make it past the first rose thing. Uh, after a week, uh, every woman still there is still in love with the guy in term and uses the term, I'm falling for him, a lot. They use the term so much, if it was a drinking game, you'd be in the back of an ambulance getting your stomach pumped 15 minutes into the episode. <laughs> <laughs> They do stupid date stuff that only millionaires can afford to do yes, in yes. real life. Uh, make make them do group challenges for dates, which I think they should start calling those segments cockfighting. But, you know, the sense. Very, very on point for episode four. <laughs> very on point. I mean, you you are yeah. you're barking up the right tree here. I think the segment's done. I think we're over. This is done. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're done. There's nothing to teach him. He's, he's got it. Oh, he's got we, oh, oh, are you kidding me? He has got a lot to learn. Uh, but lastly, lastly, this is the last one. Narrow, narrow it down to two or three women, I guess. One fan favorite. The next, who's going to be the next women bachelor? I don't know what they call. They call it bachelorette, right? I just, bachelorette. I just called it. The I just called it. I wrote down woman. We'll call, bachelor. It, we'll call it the lady. The lady bachelor. Okay. One crazy 
one but wild in the sack and the other one who cares uh probably bangs all three again and, and he plays up how tough the decision is but but lo and behold he's known for weeks that he wanted to take the crazy woman in bed because he has no intention of get marrying yes. anybody after six weeks of filming okay That's... you're not you're not wrong so let's break this down real quick i mean you're not wrong all right I've always said that there's some girls he keeps around hoping to obviously take that next step in the fantasy suite with. Well, yeah, there's a, there's a fantasy suite at the end. We'll get to the fantasy suites yeah. and probably like, yeah. you know, yeah. guns. Yeah, we don't want to Guns and roses, like episode 12. But um, yeah, you're not wrong. The girls are scattered as far as location. They're all over the country, though. They Not all from L.A., but they're probably all living in L.A. from Minnesota. But you know, okay. like you said, they have like one girl's a teacher. I mean, this is a real business from like the social media influencer aspect of this coming out of the show for them is is yeah. real. Like so, so yeah, whether they have yeah. a social media presence going in or or not, they have one coming out. You okay. get on this show to become an influencer almost. Um, and then yeah, usually they pick the guy who didn't make it, like you said, got third. But this year they did not do that. But this guy's a friend of a guy that got third. Is that all? <laughs> That's close enough. They're still on. The, I just yeah, they're on the pattern. Unless it's like Aaron Rodgers' fucking nephew or so this guy played. Know. This guy played football, college yeah, football Wake, player. Wake oh, Forest. Okay. Wake Forest. Teammate. Teammate of the man who tried to steal Jared Goff's job. Bortles. No, no. <laughs> Wolford. Oh, Wolford. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Okay, yeah. yeah. Wolford yeah. was a quarterback for Wake Forest. I remember. Yep. yep. So they were boys. Yeah. yeah. Now, um, one thing you hit on that, that I, and then we'll get in episode four a little bit. You talked about the the crazy ones coming out of the limo. Okay. One of these ladies in episode one got his attention, got everyone's attention because she brought a dildo with her. Yep, just following the pattern. So that she's going to be. Where does yeah, she? Where so does she? she does, where does she rank? She's, she's a promiscuous one, right? So she's going to make it far into the show, right? Did she yep, give the dildo? Still, she's still there. Okay. She's oh, carrying it around the go. entire the entire night with her. She like, still got it. I mean, she she keeps it in tow. Okay, wait. Uh, so, what does she plan on doing with it? I know this is a family well, show. Obviously, she's. Yeah, I mean. I mean, is, is it, well, I don't know who's it for. Is it for The Bachelor? <laughs> These are the questions only only The Bachelor can ask himself. <laughs> because if she stays in and then she gets to the, what is it called? The, the Bachelor suite? The secret room? What is yeah, it? so once they get down to... Four? four? Three or four? It's three or four. It might four, be three. Five, yeah, I think it's three. They do, they do a fantasy suite thing where they have like three dates and the girls, and he's like a separate day and night with each person. And they and he invites them to stay in the fantasy suite that night, and they can say no, obviously, but nobody ever does. I think somebody did one time, but um, yeah, it's <laughs> it's <laughs> it's it's kind of predictable. And you were right on the mark when when you said about the you know they keep they plant somebody there because I really think this Victoria chick is planted. Yeah. She calls herself get... Queen Victoria. She's not attractive. She has like a sty on her eye, underneath her eyelid. Mm -hmm. um, she looks like me with like my puffy eyes underneath. 
But when they introduce all the girls, they 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 say where they're from and then they say their job. So you got some teachers, you got some nurses, you got some professional dancers for but the, sports but I, teams. I, I still think if you actually did some research on them and found out who they really were, they probably aren't teachers right anymore. They're probably like already got that studio apartment uh, outside. Or, uh, I don't know, we'll pick a street on in L.A. somewhere. Right. And they and they've been doing audition work for already there. two to three months. But COVID hit. And yeah. then and then they got to go. How's that? Wait, wait, OK, so did they film this before COVID or was. No, this, this is all like. Yeah, this is all they're on like lockdown. They had a quarantine before. Okay. I think they went. They went in. Yeah. Okay. Is that some big resort in Pennsylvania? Is Pennsylvania? I, think? I believe it's PA. Yeah. Or was that where the Bachelorette um, was? One of them was in PA. The Bachelorette was at a La Quinta, in uh, <laughs> in, in California, a La Quinta resort. This, that that's an interesting one. Is they should just put it in just some sh- shady Motel Six, <laughs> like off Highway ninety five, off ninety five. Yeah. And and then let's let's have a and just put. He's like you know instead of a rose you just choose a room like a room <laughs> give him a room key <laughs> it's like you get he's like you, you got get a room ro- you get a roach you get a roach yeah. not a rose you get chosen uh, if if we'll, we'll we'll leave a light on for you yeah my god it's a version of naked and afraid so let's go <laughs> through this so let's go through this episode how many girls so this episode so this episode got confusing because i can't even keep up with how they many introduced girls more girls but they, they dropped more so, yeah, this was a this was a new thing and, and maybe we can get a hot take on on how you would handle this as the bachelor they he already had a bunch of women there and then they dropped five new women into the mix and like how uh, many how many women the house exploded left. Well, they added five, so I mean, there, but there had to be fifteen or twenty already there, right? right. Fifteen, maybe. So yeah. I think we're up around twenty women right now. So how many episodes this in before they drop five? I mean, do you think they've been with each other for like a week or so and narrowed it down to a ten a ten field, and then they threw in five? We're gonna have to do some some stat checking on the uh, some number crunching. They are through four episodes. Okay, so most of them have done. I have they all done dates, or are they just all waiting? Like I don't know how it works. It's a mix. All- it's a mix. So they they kind of they do they do these giant cocktail parties where each girl gets to grab them for a few minutes and and uh-huh. talk. Then they have separate group dates, which are a little bit. It's not everyone. It's a smaller group, and then they get more time with them there, but it's still a group. And then then there's like one on one. Uh, setting so everybody has definitely not had a one-on-one and at this point it's kind of like a competition to just get his attention you know okay so the, there's, there's fights five. there's fights when somebody gets extra attention and all of that i think there's like 23 girls left wow like 20 there's that many girls 23 how do you they do just that introdu- they introduce like three or four more so he does so he'll pick two girls a week to go uh, do a one-on-one date with and then the rest of the girls he'll do group dates. And you wanna do you wanna talk about the one of the big group dates this week? Odds? Was that the uh the the, the old the old the old cockfighting that we referred to? Yeah, so they got in a they did a boxing. <laughs> they they made the girls box. Cockfighting. Uh, <laughs> literally. Yeah. Wow. So they so, had a professional, they had a they had Mia St. John as a guest. Uh, who I think she's a former world world champion on the female circuits, and um, these gals threw on full headgear, 
full glove, got in a standard size ring, and they beat the crap out of each other. They had to stop a few of them because because they were going at it. I have to say I miss Fred Willard on the mic. Oh, he's great. Because he's uh, obviously right. passed away. But So yeah. did they weigh these girls in before the fights? No official weigh-ins. No official weigh-ins. Just for, just just cups. They just weighed cup size. So was it was there was there one girl that was just like she looked like you know the linebacker out of the crew and they put her against the petite right. one? No. <laughs> <laughs> there are some former there's some former athletes in there, so there's some unfair advantages. Well, they I'm hit, sure. They yeah, hit I'm pretty sure, hard. I'm sure those were like. Don't they do little snippet interviews like I'm gonna go in there, I'm gonna win, Bubba? I'm like, come on, you're. I mean. You think he cares if you can knock somebody out? I, I. Don't. He looked uncomfortable watching it. I'll tell you that much. He, he looked. He looked. He was. He was impressed, but I think uncomfortable. Yeah, because yeah, he, he, was a, he probably had like three or four girls in his mind that he thought were like, "Yeah, I'm gonna keep these around for a while." He didn't want one to get mangled up before you know. I'm convinced. Week two. I'm convinced he. There's a couple that he's really, really into, and and that's one of the new girls, that teacher from like Minnesota, right? Don't you yes. think he's into her? They yeah. got on a hot air balloon. They went on the hot air balloon. That's how, so how, the, how the show ended. So there's your millionaire like date thing. Yep. I guess I guess you could do a hot air balloon date and it wouldn't break the bank, but did, well, did they there's land? three of us here. Have we ever been have you ever been on a hot air balloon? I'm a negative. I've seen one. I've chased one with somebody else no, on it. No intention of getting on one either. <laughs> yeah. Those things look unsafe. They just hit a power line, you're done. You gonna trust some guy you've never met before? He's like, yeah, I've been on three flights. What? You've been on three? Yeah, it's all it takes to get your license. It's a freaking balloon. It's just air. How do I? Why do I? Why do I get a license for air? How do you screw that up? It's easy. <laughs> just light. Just light the deal. And just oh, go. there's a good headwind up here. This ain't good. <laughs> How do we land again? How do we land this thing? But now, um, now, so you talked about the crazy ones, and we we touched on Queen Victoria. Her job is queen, so she's nuts, like full on, full on nuts, full on and nuts. I she, think she's a plant. She she's a probably a plant. She's starting some drama. Another girl is starting some drama. They're both kind of attacking the same woman. Mm-hmm. Is one of the newbies. Now the rumor swirling around this newbie. So I want to I want to get the first take reaction on how you would approach this situation as okay. as the man either viewing or, or participating. <sighs> potentially has a has a history of being an escort <laughs> potentially potentially she denies she denies the rumor is now in the house the, the it has been brought up by somebody who knows her from her past it now okay is this wait is she an escort or does she have an only fans account ooh they didn't even brought up the OnlyFans. Um, they said so. The 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 issue at hand is she. I think she's from Chicago. She's one of the new girls that gets dropped off, and then this, this other uh, this other girl who was already there from Chicago says, "I've been getting messages about her. She runs with some high and mighty circles in Chicago." Yeah, we think. She's, yeah, I get she's messages from freaking Chicago. They're called the producers. The producers whispered in their ears like, hey, you know what? Check this out. <laughs> I didn't even think they had phones. So I didn't know how she was getting yeah, these incoming getting, messages. Yeah, right, yeah. exactly. That's what I mean. It's like they yeah. don't have their phones. She backtracked because, pretty quick, didn't she? Yeah. She was confronted. Right. She, yeah, they went right at her. They were like, we just want you to be able to clear the air. Right. It's like they're not going to spoil anything with the show. 
so you can't have your phone. So that's a lie there. So it, so how? Oh, Chicago is just a small town, really. You really knew this girl from, you know. I have some friends that knew she was in that. It's like, how would your friends know who the hell was on the show? It's a producer plant. <laughs> Especially this is a new girl. This wasn't a girl that came that's in. That's what I said you. to my wife. I turned to her and I go, "She just got here. How how is this all happening?" And what and did your wife say? What did your What did your wife say? She ignored me. She's like, "Stop talking." She, shut she, up! I, I, shut up! Let me join my wine. <laughs> how, how? I was like, "Do you understand? They, the producers, have to do this because they want to spice up the show, so they have content." This one seems more scripted than other epi- okay. like seasons and episodes I've watched. It seems worse. It, yeah, I think they're they've gone off the rails trying to control the narrative a little bit. I mean, yeah, I was more of a spice it up. I mean, I was more of a flavor of love guy, so I'm kind of brand loyal. Love that. Um. That was more my style. Shout out New York. Um, I forgot and, about her. Yeah. And the girl <laughs> that pooped on the stairs. I can't remember her. I was like, has in a bachelorette pooped on the stairs before? I don't think so. Uh, what was her name? Uh, Pookie? Not that I can't we know remember of. now. Pookie. <laughs> I couldn't remember. He gave her nick. They gave her nicknames and stuff, right? Uh, and uh, it was, yeah. That show would never fly in this socioeconomical climate. <laughs> um. Like, that's what i could get down with a little bit rough around the edges type bachelor so get yeah back. at the end of the show he gives away roses and whoever does not get a rose has to leave um, okay and he made some tough cuts but the one girl that stayed is the victoria chick i don't know how she keeps getting roses because she is not attractive she's stirring up shit and she thinks she's a queen there's always that there's always that one girl you're like why is he keeping this this woman here because the producers say you're keeping yeah. this one oh, it's, and then it's, you make your you don't have 10 selections you have nine and we'll tell you when you can get rid of her i will say this is the first time this has ever happened though last season of the bachelorette and we can end on this she like made up her mind in like three weeks or something about who she wanted to marry she, she sent everyone home. And she was like, I'm done. Like, I'm done with the show. You know, <laughs> like he she, cheated on her though, right? <laughs> yeah, so they're already broken up. But, um, Has but, anybody yeah. have a long marriage? There's a couple. There's a, like three there, it's, or it's four. Not a, it's not a great number. <laughs> to, to me, The Bachelor in Paradise I mean, is the better show. Yeah, I mean, so what this I... leads into, Guns, is, is... Yes, yes, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> This might be more up Guns' alley of what he wants to watch. <laughs> so ah, come on. The the crazies and and because it's a lot of there's a lot of age discrepancy in all this too. So what you find is either the crazies or or a lot of times the young ones, once they go on the show and they don't get picked for like to be the next bachelor or bachelorette, because you mentioned they come from that family. A bunch of them get dumped into this show called uh, Bachelor in Paradise. <laughs> they send them to the, they send them to this beach town. Where are they? Are they in Mexico? Usually in they're Mexico, Mexico, right? Yes, yeah, so I think they're resort. in Mexico. They're at a resort. They 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 throw a bunch of them in there, and then they cycle new women and men in and out. So basically, you have to you you're pairing up. You have to find a couple, pair up to survive to stay. And the goal is that you you you're actually pairing up to make it through to a proposal at the end of the show, but it just becomes a, a giant shit show. So, so how do you win? 
you win by finding like the person that you like and (laughs) they also choose you so like at the start of the show like everybody kind of try kind of tries to feel feeling it out yeah pick someone that they like um and stick with them and they it's like a guy's day to pick the girl so the guys all pick a girl they want to be with and whichever girl is left out has to leave um and then and then they'll bring in another like three or four guys and then the girls pick the guys so like the one of the girls could like be paired up with the guy and be like well this i like this new guy better that just got here i'm dumping you i'm taking this other guy and so it's just like a it's kind of like a musical chairs of of love if you will um i mean it's not love it's Lost. If you guys could but see his, <laughs> if you guys could see uh, guns, no. guns's face right now, it'd be like, is it fear? Uh, what is? It? How do you describe that? That look? It's oh. like the. Uh, it's like he face face apped himself on that um, that confusing uh, <laughs> O'Reilly that Riley. Uh, oh yeah, I forget. I can't do that. I just think of that stupid like the one that the, doing that. That one confuses me because I don't know how you. How do you end you don't really show? win. You so so you, once you get to once they narrow it down. Love is the win. Yeah, love love love, conquers, love, wins. love conquers love, all. Love. <laughs> you you they get to a certain point in the episodes where they basically give you an ultimatum and you either choose to go on with your partner to try to get a proposal or you or you leave. So at some point they say no more and they say no, no. It's like, "Yeah, I was here for yeah. a vacation." Yeah, that's good. That's good. And then, and then every once in a while, they'll even introduce a new show called uh, like where they sang. They did the uh, what's the one where they? I didn't see that one. What? I'm out. I'm out. Of, I'm out of the loop. What's it called? It's called uh, gosh, it's an empire is what it is. No, it's like they. It's it's, it's a funny. It's a funny play on words. I'll think of it. But um, it's like a they're everybody's a musician and you partner up and sing together. Oh, you're talking about the yeah, yeah, yeah. Like listen that to was, your heart yeah. or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I mean we're gonna change your life. You you look very confused right now. But I'm enjo- I'm enjoying this, but you think I'm gonna watch that garbage? No, we're no, doing no. it. We're doing it for you. This is this, we're liaisons. This is almost so this That's is fu- this, and I'm fine with that. So just so you know, this get everybody out there who's a sports fan, because we're a sports podcast. This gives us now we have to watch the show because we're gonna be talking to guns about it. That's the only reason I, we're I, I did. I did do a little bit of research. So the only thing I researched is if if the, somebody had created a Guns and Roses podcast, so we weren't under copyright infringement for any sort of, you know, them coming back at us. I looked had at they? some of the and some of the names for Bachelor podcasts. They're just right up Dad Bod's alley. Broses was one. Ooh. Um, bachelor. I've, there was one called Bachelor, but I think it was a take on the dude's last name. Will you accept this roses one? The Bachelor <laughs> the Party list. is the number one one was the Bachelor Party, which okay. I mean, we I was need like, to get uh, some chicks in the office input on this. They do. I, I know the, the Ringer does one. I think what helps us with the Guns and Roses is the Z. That's right. They can't beat the Z. The they Z can't is, beat the I've, Z, and if there is another Guns and Roses, we'll add another Z. Guns, or we'll, or we'll or we'll go Guns with a Z, and then Roses with a Z. <laughs> but the the Z guys, are we the Z I, guys? This is that's this is 
I don't know how guys watch that show. That's what I'm going to say right now. I don't know how they do it. I'm usually I'm usually doing some work or, or okay. messing around on my you phone. You know how they do it? And, they have their laptop on their lap yeah. and they're watching yeah. NHL. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I've 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 seen it in the background and like I've heard it like on it's doing the same thing on my laptop while the only time it's ever on is when my mother-in-law is here and she she watch it religiously. And then I'll say something and God forbid if I say something it's like then I just take my laptop I'm leaving. Cause I, I can't stand it. I can't even just stand. You're going to find yourself. Saying. You're going to find yourself next week sitting down just a little bit more. <laughs> so what do you think? So what do you think? Can we get you on? Can we get you on uh, again? Can we do this again? You think this is uh, something that, that you'd yeah, like sure. to, to engage in? Yes. I, I have to, that, okay. I I'm, I'm in good. now. And all right. Well that I'm, we'll listen I'm to the people as well. Um, Good. It's it's better if you don't watch it because we're we're gonna do we're gonna provide everybody with a recap. We'll get some visuals. We'll get some visuals next time. We're gonna we get some we're gonna blow this out a little bit. Yeah, that, it's gonna get yeah. really interesting as we get closer to the fantasy suites. So I, just, I need just to prepare see, yourself. Uh, Victoria face and yeah, we'll bring Victoria. Uh, if I'll be shocked if Victoria stays another week. So we'll we'll talk about that next week. She'll all right. You want to make it's like yeah, let's just, start making a, side bet. Side bet. Uh, let's go side bet. I, I think she makes it into the oh, final God. five. I'm going by the script here. I'm, I think I she gets. I think she gets knocked off. This is usually the week, the last week of the goofy, the goofy chase. Meaning, days. meaning, you think she survives this week, but then she's no. done. I think she's done. I think. I think, I think she's done. I think. I think she survives. I think she survives another week. All right. Well. Is she is she goofy or a shit stir? Because it's two different things. Goofy doesn't stay shit stirs. Both. Shit. Both. She's. I mean, if I was a producer, I'm saying if I was a producer, I she is a shit goofy stir, shit stir. Okay, well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to pick. All right. Well, that was Guns, Guns and Roses. So thank you, Guns, for joining us. That's our show. We are actually having some Guns and Roses play us out. So uh, enjoy. Enjoy. And uh, we talked Super Bowl, Big Ten basketball, hockey, and The Bachelorette. I mean, The Bachelor. The Bachelor. So we've done it all. We'll Find us on Twitter. Do. We got winners coming on the DabBods account at Punisher Picks at the Odds Fellow, and our special guest. We'll let him close out too at Guns Picks. Yep, I'm rating the college basketball now. Follow me along. I'm at 69% right now for the last uh, week and a half. Ooh. So by design, I am in full swing, and then I got my NFL Super Bowl pick later on once we get close to the Super Bowl. So follow me at Guns Picks. Very nice. Keep dancing. Thanks for joining. See ya. Cheers. Bye, guys and girls. Thank you for listening to the Dad Bods Podcast.